You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph, as always. And joining me on a Monday once again is Chris. Chris, good to have you back, man. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's good having you too, man. Uh, good seeing you. Uh, how's everything been going with you? Not too bad. It's starting to get hectic, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because the combine's coming up, but, you know, I'm feeling the squeeze a little bit of draft season. So, but it's great. It's, it's a, it's a great time of the year. (laughs) No, it is exciting. You know what I mean? And I'm glad, you know, the further you get away from the season and like how things kind of ended, you know, the storylines kind of take your uh, attention away. And, you know, everyone's talking about the same things, you know, everyone's, you know, you know, no one's playing ball anymore. You know, we're all at the same level and stuff. So it's it's always exciting. It's almost like day by day, you know what I mean? Like something's coming out of uh, potentials or people getting cut or like, like Wentz. You know, we just talked about that a little while ago getting released. So, you know, it's definitely an exciting time for sure. Yeah, and we are going to talk about Carson Wentz. But before we do that, let's talk about the first shoe to drop in 49ers free agency before it even gets to free agency the 49ers uh locked in their long snapper Tabor Pepper to an extension a three-year extension um that includes 1.5 million guaranteed at signing uh that makes him the third highest uh his contract will be third highest AAV among long snappers and also the most guaranteed money among long snappers what'd you think about this one uh you know paying some some big money to to pepper yeah if i'm not mistaken i mean i know his contract his his current contract before signing um was what like a third of that i feel or something like that so Mm -hmm. i mean to me it really communicates i think what we've all been seeing in the last couple of years with tabor pepper The, the team has a lot of confidence in him um, you don't really ever hear his name. I mean, shoot, he was mic'd up this year. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen a long snapper be mic'd up. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I hey, kudos to him, props to him. He's obviously been doing his thing. I know he's bounced around a little bit and just barely. I've heard his story a few times when he's done interviews. Um, he's just barely, you know, missed getting on with squads and such, even though he's he felt he's a, as though he had good workouts and good um, preseasons with different teams and stuff. So, yeah, I think he's our guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm happy for him. Um, and, again, I think the contract, you know, signifies, you know, what the Niners think about him in relation to his peers, other long snappers throughout the league and such. I'm interested, you know, the the, the bigger question now is, you know, is he going to be – who's going to be snapping to? You know what I mean? Like, who's who's going to be kicking, kicking balls, uh, those field goals behind him when he's snapping? So, I'll be curious to see in the next couple of weeks um, or even month or so uh, how things shake out with Robbie. But to your point about the fact that uh, Tabor Pepper, you don't hear his name a lot. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> like when when you have guys like uh, long snappers who it's a very low key kind of position, right? You're not supposed to hear their names because right. if you do, it's usually when they're doing something bad, right? So, I mean, the cat, yeah, uh, the yeah. cat he replaced, like what? I think Kyle Nelson didn't he get yes. popped for yeah performance enhancing drugs, and then 
you know, his he had the yips too. Up, you're right. His point. up and down play yeah. is what is what gave Tabor that opportunity. Another thing is too, I mean, like, um, he's actually done his thing and that really been an issue, even in some bad weather circumstances, you know, like in the monsoon yeah. that we had um in Chicago, like he did his thing. And last year, I think we had a bad rain game against the Colts, maybe. Like, you know, you didn't see like balls getting skipped or over people's heads or, you know, bad snaps on on kickoffs. And I'm sorry, on uh, field goals. So, yeah, dudes, dudes consistent. Consistent. Yes. And now he's going to have a consistent pay to go along <laughs> with it. Um, if you guys didn't know, if you guys are on TikTok uh, and you're into that sort of thing, his wife actually has a TikTok and I'm not remembering what it is at this very moment. So apologize for that. But if you guys ever find uh, her TikTok, uh, it's pretty entertaining because she actually has provided some like, uh, you know, background insight into what their lives are like or has been like in the past few years and like the uncertainty of the NFL because he was, uh, you know, part of roster cuts in the past where and so that's why she kind of gave some background into what her life is like. And I believe she lives in like Michigan or something. She they live somewhere uh far. Like they they don't live in the Bay Area for that reason because like they never had that security and so they thought it was best to just like not uplift their life. Yeah, put down some roots for a team uh for that reason. So I don't know if this extension changes anything for them, but I know like they deserve it. it it's a uh, it's great to feel like you have a little bit of security in the NFL. And I think the, this extension helps with that a little bit. Uh, Tabor Pepper, he's going to be uh, with the team for at least until 2025. And Mitch Wishnowski, as we know, the punter, he is going to be here until 2026. Uh, but of course, the other guy, Robbie Gold, the kicker, right? <laughs> he's said to be a free agent. So I don't know if, you know, the fact that they've extended both Pepper and Wisnowski at this point now, does that indicate that Robbie Gold is next, right? Like, I, I kind of wonder that. It would be nice to keep that core together because they've worked pretty well together, um, you know, throughout these years as the kicking unit. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if the 49ers do plan to keep Robbie Gold next and maybe that is the next shoe to drop. Who knows? Yeah, that's not a bad point to make. Um, you know, in, in all due respect to, you know, the whole entire 53, I, I get the impression that some of the low-hanging fruit, you know, all the special teams players, maybe their contracts aren't as intricate um, yeah. or, you know, there's not the negotiations back and forth and so on. So that being said, if something happens with Robbie, it you know, I would suspect, you know, it would be, you know, relatively soon, right? Um, he's not in the, you know, class if you will like nick bosa who's probably not gonna get his deal done into like training camp or something right so i think you make a good point there um i'd be really interested right to, to see how those negotiations go or what we hear comes out of that i mean robbie's getting over there up there in age obviously i mean he's already you know one of the older players in the league um certainly has a desire to win a ring um you know he's a competitor talks his trash you know what i mean you know whether it's in the media or you know, on the on the field when you know him and Jalen Ramsey always jawing at each other. So I, I would I would think that like Robbie would want to stick around. I mean, I would think that he wouldn't try to, you know, 
I'm not saying I'm not going to use the word team friendly deal, but I would like to think that he wasn't he wouldn't try to like, you know, kill the Niners with the with the with the contract and contract negotiations. I mean, granted, the dude did have like a what's it called? Uh, um, he, he had asked for a trade request or whatever a couple seasons yep. ago. So I don't know, but I like to think that given the circumstances, right, like his age, you know, yeah. the, he knows what good football teams look like. I would think he'd want to come back. I know him and Tabor Pepper and, and Mitch Wisnowski have a good relationship. I mean, they talk about that, right, and, and on podcasts and in the media. So you would think they want to keep that core together. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what's up. I mean, and it's also – that's just his side of it, right? And then you have the um, the team side. I know, you know, is it Eddie Pinero um, over in Carolina, I believe, um, one of the, mm-hmm. you know – better kickers in the league. Um, he may be able to be cheaper than Robbie, but just as effective, if not better, um, you know, at distance. So yeah, I'll be really, it's going to be fascinating to see how that all plays out. Yeah. And, and you have a point about the 49ers wanting to get those smaller deals out of the way first. Like yeah. they do kind of have a way of making that happen sometimes even before, you know, free agency even begins. Yeah example Tabor Pepper so who knows if if they do want to re-sign Robbie Gold yeah I would imagine it would also be soon but you know there's also the talk of contract restructured right and I know the the title of this episode is about Carson Wentz the thumbnail of this episode is about Carson Wentz um we'll get to that but before this is kind of the segue conversation into that right because I think it's important to know, as of right now, the 49ers are, I believe, 16th most cap space, which most is like a is a weird word because it's not most like it's kind of they're in the middle. They're in the middle in cap space. They don't have that much, uh, but they're also not the worst. They're not in the negative. But restructuring contracts is a way of creating cap space. And so if the 49ers are looking to uh, restructure and some of the names that we've been hearing uh, have been Eric Armstead, uh, Charverius Ward, Fred Warner, those are the potential restructures. And maybe there are some others as well, but those seem to be the the most talked about names. Um, If they were to restructure, it could open up, you know, the potential that, you know, they want to sign someone else. Maybe that's what it means. I don't know. But how are you feeling about these restructures and the implications of them? Because I know the talk right now is that some people aren't an, aren't a fan of restructuring a guy like Eric Armstead, for example. So right. where are you at with the, the contract restructuring? Well, I'm not going to try. I'm not trying to be too long winded on this one, Steph, but I, I got a lot, you know a few different points about that. You know what I'm saying? So first, I think that um, uh, Christian McCaffrey actually, you know, you, I know you're wearing his shirt. I saw it on Twitter in the in the, in the uh, lead um, to the show um, that uh, he doesn't have any guaranteed money on his on his um, deal anymore, right? So it may be easier to I don't know if it would be a restructure or if it would be a, a restructure and extension. So that might be a little bit easier to deal with as it relates to like since he doesn't have any more guaranteed money. Um, another person in addition to who you mentioned was, um, Trent Williams. I know there's been talks about restructuring Trent Williams. I don't think it makes sense to restructure Trent Williams simply because you're pushing that money down the road. He's got some void years on the back of his deal. And I mean, Trent's probably going to start getting into that, that area of like, are you going to retire this year? You're going to stay this year. You're going to retire this year. You're going to stay this year. So if you're pushing that money down the road, you don't want to be sitting with a lot of dead cap. 
um, you know, for a player who's retired. Right. So I I'm confident, you know, in the, you know, in short, I'm confident that um, the front office does their thing. Restructures kind of scare me a little bit. You know, when I'm, you know, I'm still thinking about us paying bills on like D Ford, right? I mean, D Ford yeah, has, exactly. has a cap of $8.5 million, right? Because um, we were so cash strapped. We had to, we had to, you know, restructure him over and over and over. Um, and actually shout out to D Ford for being down to do that. But at any rate, uh, I get kind of concerned about that. With the Fred Warner, the concern is less because you feel like Fred Warner has, you know, productivity for the foreseeable future. Um, you don't really feel as though he's going to like, you know, regress. I mean, I think Fred finds ways to even just keep getting better. Right. Um, I see the concern with Eric Armstead. Uh, the production is there. It's just not on the stat sheet. Right. And I think that I think play, um, um, I think fans, when they're thinking about the restructures and pushing that money down the road, they want some sacks out of, out of Eric Armstead, right? They want some more tackles for loss. You know, I understand he's eating up double teams. I understand that, you know, he's getting some pressures. I know he had, I think, two sacks in the in the playoffs this year. Um, and I also understand not a whole lot of interior defensive linemen are, you know, getting a ton of sacks. But, you know, when you start thinking about, you know, the, the cap hit that, that Eric Armstead's bringing, um, I can understand why people are concerned about it. I would like that. I mean, I think that if I had to – pick right i would think that it would be great to find that money elsewhere like charberius ward um like fred warner um figuring out uh christian mccaffrey's contract i mean he's gonna be like a 12 million 11 million dollar cap hit no 16 maybe what's he next year 12 yeah 12 yeah 11.8 so he's a 12 he has his base salary next year is 11.8 million but again he has no guaranteed money so you know, I think that it'd be great to start there. And, you know, when you're talking about those players that we just mentioned, you know, you know, we don't know them personally, but, you know, you like to think that those are team players. They understand what time it is as it relates to the core of this team and the talent that's on the squad. So like a D Ford was, they'd be willing to, you know, restructure some stuff, take that money up front. Um, you know, it would push the, you know, uh, the cap hit down the road a little bit, but I think you that's an easier pill to swallow with those players as opposed to Armstead. I agree. And I think the the age with Armstead is like a factor, right? Because at this point, I believe he's in his thirties. Yeah. Um probably and uh around the entering the second half of his career where a decline is imminent, right? Um right. Hate, hate to say that, but it's just the it's just the truth of you know you, you can't right. play forever, right? And Eric Armstead right, has right. had some great years here, despite not filling up the stat sheet. As we know, um, you know stats aren't everything. In this case, he has a huge impact in on this defensive line. He's I think a leader on this defensive line. Uh, and as Ty says here. Great to have Ty uh, in the comments section, yeah, by the way. Missed you, man. Uh, he said, fans want sacks. The coaches know how valuable Armstead is to the D-line, and I do believe that. That being said, I do agree with you, Chris. I think this it, – it's a little scary Like right. if you were to restructure Armstead because you're kind of um, strapped to him for however many years Like that, that would – you know, that that would lead him to be extended or, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, he'll, say, he'll be 30 in, yeah. in November. Uh, yeah, if I could say something real quick stuff. Yeah. So I think it's like a – I don't want to say gift and a curse, but it's almost one of those, like, you know, um, self-created circumstances, right? Like on a, for, on a on the good – on one hand, you know, it's a good thing that 
the Niners play their pay their guys. You know what I'm saying? Like Fred, I think it's a matter of like a hundred bucks or something. I can't remember how much Darius Leonard got, but it was his 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 deal was only a little bit more than Fred's. But Fred's almost basically the you know highest paid off ball linebacker or, or something like that um, in the league. Of course, you know Trent Williams. Of course, when um, Kittle got his deal. Um, he was the highest paid uh, tight end in the league. So they pay their guys. So on one hand, I think that, um, you know, it's already, you know, uh, perceived that uh, um, Bose is going to like, you know, reset the market in that regard, even though he said he doesn't need to be the highest paid, but at any rate, um, they pay their guys, but that's, that also creates the situation that we're in now. Right. Like, I don't know in the Shanahan Lynch regime that there's been a player that they said, well, like an AJ Brown that they said, we're not going to pay this guy. We're just going to trade him, Right. Like they find a way to pay those cats. So, you know, and then that being said, you know, when you're, I don't know if, if top heavy is a good way of saying it, but when you have so many, you know, uh, high dollar tags on these elite players, it makes it difficult to like, you know, build, build, you know, uh, in a reasonable way around them. So it's kind of self-created. But I also know that because of Parag and how, you know, Adam Peters and John Lynch have been doing things, they structure those co- those contracts in a way, right? So where they can have the restructures and um, make it happen. So that's why I have the faith because they seem to figure it out. Um, yeah. I think that when you talked about the implications earlier, they're going to have to do something, right? They're going to have to do something because, you know, the draft class is probably going to be give or take. Nine million, ten million dollars, right? I know we don't have any, you know, high high draft picks um, as of right now. We'll see. Well, who knows? Well, who knows what you know what happens um, between now and the draft? But um, that'll be about nine or ten million. So they're going to create some room, room for that. And uh, I, I foresee them maybe making some moves in free agency. I don't know that we will do the splashy like Sherberius Ward move. Um, you know, one big you know free agent catch. Maybe it's a matter of. Uh, getting a few different players. Um, what do you think about that? Because I, I have some thoughts about, you know, what the creation of all this cap space and stuff could mean. Yeah, I, I do too. And, and really quickly, we got a few people on. So I just want to say, oh, you know, make out. sure you like this video, make sure you subscribe, you know, shameless plug. Uh, but, you know, I, I do feel like the fact that it's not just one player that we're hearing, it's a, it's a few players that we're hearing could be, uh, you know, restructured, that that could mean something, right? I, I definitely think that uh, maybe they they want to sign a big free agent, right? Which I none of us would be opposed to. We're always asking for that every season, no matter what the circumstance. We, we want the splash signing, right? Uh, so these restructures could potentially make way for that. Now, uh, one thing that, you know, Treyway on Twitter – and uh, uh, what was it, Jesse? They they were on a, a space Twitter Spaces earlier. They were talking back and forth. It was just the two of them talking, uh, but they they were talking about this restructuring topic, right? And one thing was like, well, if they're making all this money, are they are they looking to get a quarterback? Is that who they're trying to bring in? A big money guy because quarterbacks aren't cheap, right? You know, you bring right. a quarterback in, and you get you gotta make some way maybe like 20 million or so if you want someone or above if you want someone you know good jimmy garoppolo might might get you know 20 million at at this rate uh so you want to make more room is that a possibility is that something they're trying to do or maybe they're looking at another position but the reason that i feel like this topic it's 
it, it makes way for the next topic, which was, you know, what we want to talk about. Carson Wentz, he was cut. He was released by the commanders today. Didn't work out. Three different teams in three years. Um, you might know where I'm going with this, but obviously he's he's a quarterback out there, right? The 49ers maybe want to bring another quarterback in, as, as we were saying. Maybe they do. I think they want to bring a quarterback in. I think they want to bring a veteran in, a guy who has starting experience. Personally, I don't think that guy is Carson Wentz, though, um, for a variety of reasons. And I, we, we can get to that. But I, I think, for me, Carson Wentz lacks the right kind of leadership, um, you know, that teams are looking for, clearly. For one, he hasn't been a winner for quite some time now, even with all the different changes, all the changes of scenery and, and different environments. He hasn't really – he hasn't been able to catch on really anywhere. Uh, and so I think that is indicative of something, something that I don't want on the 49ers. The 49ers are very protective of their culture, of what they've built – and I can't see a guy like Carson Wentz helping that at all. I think he would just disrupt that. There's a reason he's, you know, been from team to team in the past few years. One of them is play, but it's also, I, I think there's something else missing there, you know, as far as what he brings uh, to the team aside from his play, you know, the leadership maybe lack thereof um, for Carson Wentz. So if I'm the 49ers, and I know they, they liked him, you know, at, coming out of the draft, but I, I wouldn't consider him at this stage. One, I think maybe he would cost more than they would even be willing. And two, I, I just don't see it as the right fit for what the 49ers need. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. Like, like, like ditto to everything you just said. First and foremost, like, damn, what a fall from grace. Like, I, I could remember the play – whatever it was, week 11, week 12, when, like, he was having an MVP season towards ACL, and it's like, all right, well, he'll miss, you know, the rest of the playoff run, and then, you know, a lot of next year, but he'll be back. And Carson Wentz has not been the same. So, and then in addition to that, um, to your point, like, his reputation precedes him. Like, you know, talking about, you know, him not wanting to be coachable and, you know, not being a good fit. I mean, and the Colts had – nothing nice to say about the dude going out the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, their, their front office and their owner, I think Jim Israel said some stuff about like, you know, you know, we shouldn't have made that move or whatever. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I don't think it's a move that the Niners should, should, um, should make or think about. Um, they like chaos though. You know, if we, if we've seen anything, you know, over the last couple of years, they're not, they're not uh, apprehensive to that. So that would be quite the storyline, North Dakota state, Trey Lance, Carson Wentz, people saying that Trey Lance is the next Carson Wentz. Now I'm like, no, strike that, strike that. Don't say that about Trey Lance, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that, I think that they should go a different route. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what the future holds for Carson Wentz from a, from a non 49er perspective. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, I mean, that dude, you know, I saw the report earlier that um, uh, Ron Rivera wanted to meet with him in person. I guess Carson Wentz still lives in Indianapolis or whatever. And Ron Rivera is going up to the, um, to the combine and they didn't get a chance to link up. So he called him and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, damn, Carson, like what, what's he even thinking about? Like, you know, what's that phone call even like, you know what I mean? Cause to your point, if he plays next year, that's four teams in four years. Like that's, 
wild. I mean, he's been getting paid though, but I mean, you know, his his uh, the product on the field, benched, not benched. You know, you know, you know, playing on because someone got hurt. Like it's it's been a train wreck, you know, and it wouldn't be a good look. I I would much rather explore some other options, you know, before even considering um, the Carson Wentz move. A train wreck is a great way to describe it. And uh, I'll say this. Like, I think I'd rather have Taylor Heineke than Carson Wentz. Like, not People to say that Taylor I want Heineke, Taylor man. Heineke, but I'd yeah. rather have like Heineke. Him, yeah. um, that's just how far Wentz, I think, has, has gone from, sure. you know, Fall being a, a serviceable starting quarterback. And, yeah, I don't I don't know what happens because do you would he even want to be a backup again or or not again but would he want to be a backup in in the nfl you know uh you may not the, be, the past times may... that he has been it hasn't been by choice yeah right, right <laughs> you know right yeah he may not want to be but the league may tell him that's what he is right now you know what i'm saying like so at this point i don't know would he retire i i don't know i if i was him i'd be looking at retirement but <laughs> I, I don't know maybe he does want uh some extra money who, yeah, who knows so. Yeah, Ty says I'm all for Taylor Heineke time. I I, I wouldn't mind it. He's like a Jimmy Garoppolo light. I can live with that, um, <laughs> I think. Uh, but let Trey Lance start, you know. If if Brock Purdy's not ready week one, let Trey Lance start. That has been my stance. I think they need a veteran uh, anyway. Oh, my God, this comment. Ty says let's bring on Stetson Bennett from Georgia. He's old AF. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Um, they, yeah, I think they, he is older. I think Ty's right. I think he's like older than both of the quarterbacks we got right now, which is which is crazy. That yeah, that that is crazy. He has that ex- wise man experience, I guess. Um, but you know, I yeah, the 49ers I think do bring in a veteran quarterback. But again, I don't think that guy's Carson Wentz. And and to Michael's comment earlier, he says Wentz Wentz off script antics would translate to war with Shanny. I think there would be many wars with Shanny, uh, with Carson Wentz. So I just don't – it's not the right fit for a variety of reasons. Um, I just don't see it happening. Uh, great to entertain the question, but it's a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's Shout fun. out, American Idol. No, I, I agree. It's a no for me as well. I um, The tricky situation, right, because you're going to need a third quarterback period right so the yeah. tricky the tricky circumstance is because of the play of Brock Purdy it's because Brock played so well last year right so you know a quarterback thinking about coming to the Niners or taking that phone call or an agent having those conversations or whatever they pretty much know that you're 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 number three you know what I'm saying like because Brock played well last year I mean for all we know maybe he's the starter next year who, who knows but you already know that they've got traded they've got Brock you know Trey's unproven for the most part, but there's a lot of promise and belief in him. Brock came out of nowhere, played very well. So they're going to have to pull someone down, but I'm, that's where things get tricky, right? Because say Brock came in and like didn't play well. Well, then you're going out. I think it makes it easier to go that, get, go get that veteran quarterback um, to be a, a, a number two. Um, but now it's like, Hey man, you're at best number three. So now, granted, you know, it's unknown what the circumstances with Brock and his surgery and so on. But, I mean, even if he is going to miss some time, I mean, it's a matter of is, is the clock ticking before this guy's number two or I'm, and I'm whatever. You get what I'm saying? So that's where 
that's the biggest question that I have as it relates to what the future looks like for the quarterback room. Not so much about who's starting, but because like who that number three is going to be, because we're going to need them, especially if, uh, you know, Brock is going to miss some time because they're going to be number two until they're not. So um, I just don't know who's going to be willing to do that. Um, Exactly. Yeah. That's my thing too. It's like, okay, who's willing who who needs the opportunity? It's more about that. Like, who needs yeah. the opportunity to kind of like prove themselves in a Kyle Shanahan system? It can't be a guy who has like started before it, and, and sees it as like a a, a demotion. Right. <laughs> you know, can't be someone like a Carson Wentz. Can't be someone even like a Matt Ryan. Like, because I've seen right. Matt Ryan's name All get right, thrown right. around as an option, and I who says he would even be interested in in being a backup quarterback you know right. he's been a starter his entire career pretty much um and again i yeah i i don't know it but it, it'll take a special kind of quarterback my choice is still jacoby Brissett because his entire career he's been yeah you're right he's played that role you know like yeah. backup but hey i want to start i could start um you know I could win games that that's the kind of I think that's best case scenario but you know I talked about it a little uh last week and and went through a list of names I think it's kind of a guy who is still young but has enough experience starting uh that that could kind of fill in that role if needed but uh you know you you, you talked about uh Brock Purdy and you know we're all wondering who the hell is going to be the starting quarterback uh, next season once everyone is healthy right have you noticed there's like this uh, full court press of of Brock Purdy content out lately? I don't know if you've seen it. There's like oh, yeah. there was a talk about Brock Purdy. He tested off the charts or whatever with this. Uh, I don't even know what the test was called, but it it, it wasn't the wonder like it was like something no. else. Yeah, it, it, was like it something basically else. is is a test that measures like how intelligent the yeah. quarterback is in quarterbacking. It's not just like you know general. Uh, smarts, right? But yeah, like processing, processing yeah. yeah, processing things like that. So, Brock Purdy apparently up there um, with some of the best. And I'm just wondering why is this coming out now? It's like it's yeah. almost like uh, there's this effort for people to not forget about Brock Purdy. Like, yeah, he's hurt, but he's still our guy. Just so you guys know, this is why. You know, like I don't know. It feels weird. It, it feels weird. Um, because this Brock Purdy is waiting in, in you know in the wings for, for now because he's hurt. This sh- we should be talking about Trey Lance, right? Like, shouldn't we be hyping up Trey Lance a little bit more? Um, well, I don't know. And your, I just keep seeing Brock Purdy. Well, to to your point, then maybe that's what's going on, right? I think some of this is by intention. I think the intentionality yeah, behind oh, it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that like uh, I mean, we there's been suspicions in the past about, especially when there's been conflicting stories about what the team thinks about like Jimmy's injuries and like what Jimmy's camp puts out about Jimmy's injuries and such. I think that um, it's probably it's quite possible that Brock Purdy's camp is kind of uh, you know utilizing you know their sources or connections or whatever and putting these things out there. Um, well, do you think it's Brock Purdy's camp or do you think it's Forty Niners? That's a good see that. And I didn't think about because it because if you look and and I don't want to start any conspiracies sure, or, sure. or you know say anything or, or or hint that Matt Mayoko's content is only driven from 
49ers. Like, but if you look at the last few Matt Mayoko podcasts on 49ers talk, yeah, it's been about Brock Purdy. Yep. It's like, again, he's on ice right now. He yep. hasn't even had a surgery yet. Why are we still talking about Brock Purdy? Like, I don't know. It's the off season, you know? We, yeah. we should You're be right. talking about the healthy quarterback, I would think. But yeah. no. Um, it's not they're not talking about Trey Lance. Uh so I don't know. I to me it 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 seems like it's indicative of something that Brock Purdy is the guy. But uh I don't know. We're just we're just gonna have to wait and see. To me, the situation's still flexible and anything can happen. I want Trey Lance to at least get the opportunity. Um everything being equal this offseason, I want Trey to get the opportunity and it almost feels like there's already this bias that, you know, internally or what have you in the media, I don't know that Brock Purdy is the guy already, you know? Yeah. I, so. I, I want Trey to have a chance as well. Um, um, and I think it might be telling uh, I, to me personally, I think the end of year press conference was kind of like, I don't know, to me, I, I kind of, you know, there's a little more, it's a little more informative than it is, than it was like this year, typically in the past. But um, John Lynch talks to the media tomorrow at the combine, I think 11 Pacific, what's that two Eastern. Um, That might be interesting, right? Because I suspect that you'll have national media there. Of course, the Bay area media will be there as well, but especially some of those national media um, uh, representatives who don't necessarily cover the team as closely or as every day, they're going to, they're going to be asking, you know, kind of like random questions about Trey and random questions about Brock. So I'll be really curious to see, you know, how, how Lynch responds to those questions. Yeah. And that's a great, great segue to, you know, we want to talk about the combine. There you go. I mean, John Lynch. Yeah. He's going to speak. Kyle Shanahan's not going to be there. So we're going to get the very politically correct, you know, answers, not, you know, saying a whole lot without saying nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, so get ready for it. But at least this season, we're not going to hear about, you know, the same Jimmy Garoppolo quotes, you know. Um, <laughs> and he was our guy all along. We we love Jimmy and, and all that. Uh, at least it's, it's a change of pace a little bit. <laughs> but there will still be questions about the quarterback position for sure. Um, so that'll be an interesting one. Um, I'm sad. I'm sad that I won't be able to – uh, be out there for that one. I I fly into Indy Tuesday night, like so. I'll I'll be there starting Wednesday, and then I I'll leave Sunday. So I'll miss the John Lynch interview and getting to ask him any questions. But I could talk to D'Amico. I I want to ask D'Amico like, is uh, are you thinking about Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, I would love that. I, so, so, you know, Something. What, what are you looking if I don't at? ask it, someone else will. You know yeah, what I mean? What, what are you looking for in your next quarterback, D'Amico? That that can help you. That can help you. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, get, some, get some tidbits there. Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. So, but anyway, uh, about the combine. Obviously, quarterback. I don't know if the 49ers draft a quarterback, or I should say this. I don't know if they draft a quarterback early enough where it's it, it creates this havoc of whoa the 49ers want to start this guy over purdy or or lance you know it and i i say like day three would be like the earliest that they would draft a quarterback maybe even find an undrafted free agent quarterback um i don't know but i think 
bringing a veteran is probably the preferred option there. Now, as far as other positions go, you know, safety is a position that I think the 49ers are going to be needing uh, this offseason. Now, if Deshaun Gibson comes back, then I think they can find a guy with the intention of maybe grooming him uh, for a season and making him the starter next season. Yep. And I kind of feel like it's the same thing, even if they got a free agent, right? If they got a free agent, depending on who the free agent is, right? Because right. if that, it's yeah. like someone like a sleeper, they, they hope to kind of build and, and make better on the 49ers. Then I could see that being a one year, two year deal. If it's a, a big money free agent safety, which I don't know, but I don't know if that's the 49ers game bringing in a big money free agent safety. Um, then I think if they do that, you know, maybe they go with that guy for, for a couple years. Maybe they draft someone as a backup, you know, depth. But um, I feel there's a few guys that I like, like Jail Skinner. He was a guy I really liked at the Senior Bowl, was really excited to see him at the Combine. He's not going to be participating as a torn peck, so bummer for him. But there's some other guys who are going to be out there, um, you know, to keep an eye on. But the 49ers, someone brought this up earlier, they haven't drafted a whole lot of safeties. um, Yeah, this regime, to your point, yeah, I saw that. They've only drafted – like Adrian Colbert, I think, and he was like in the and and Ufanga to start. Oh, shit. That, yes, that yes, is. yes, Ufanga. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, like, I'm not really. Ex- I, I feel like they like experience, right? And and if that's the case, then you know maybe they go free agent, and that's okay because I was seeing as well that some people are saying that this safety draft class isn't very deep. Uh, however, the defensive line class is very deep and that's great for the 49ers because they're always looking for the defensive linemen they have a ton of free agents on the defensive line coming up and the draft would be a great way to replenish that defensive line um there there are a number of guys that i like i just have a hard time gauging where they'll go and as we know the 49ers don't pick until the third round unless they move up for someone who they really like um but as of right now, third round, it's kind of hard to gauge who, who goes in the third round, you know, and, and beyond. So but what are you thinking uh, as far as, like, positions go? Is there one that you're keeping an eye on most for the combine? I'm keeping my eye on the interior defensive line. Um, yeah. I can see that potentially being, you know, because, I mean, that's just – this, I mean, if, if uh, the history is any indication as to how their, you know, future decision-making – that's what they'll, you know, be drafting defensive line, right? Um, at least a couple draft picks, and you know, there are some cats that we had that we came that we had come through last year that, um, you know, were on the practice squad that, you know, maybe, you know, kind of show out this year, but then they can be reinforced, you know, in a similar fashion in this year's draft as well. I'll be also curious to see if if there is no movement on Emmanuel Mosley's um, deal. And come draft night, like say, for instance, the first pick is like a corner. That's giving me an indication that, oh, man, maybe Emmanuel Mosley's not, not coming back. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that'll be telling as well. Um, it'll re- when is the draft, Steph? May? No, no. Yeah, it's in April. A- it's like April? it's been the April. OK, yeah. so like it'll be interesting to see over the next month or so kind of like 
who's getting signed. That that will kind of clear the picture up a little bit um, because uh, right now, you know, a lot of what I'm thinking about from a draft perspective is kind of like, well, if this deal isn't done yet by the draft, then maybe, you know, we're going to be looking into that position in the draft and vice versa, right? Maybe looking elsewhere. Um, but, you know, I think that also it'll be curious to see. I think some of the draft decisions will also indicate what the Niners think about the people that we have on the team already, right? Like, yeah. so Jalen Moore is on the squad, you know, how much belief and trust do they have in him? Um, you know, it seems as if Colton McKibbitz is going to be potentially, you know, a replacement for Mike McGlinchey unless, you know, there's like a team-friendly deal in some circumstance that Mike McGlinchey gets from the Niners. Um, so, you know, I think that, that it'll be really, it'll be really interesting, but I'll, I'll really have a lot to say and really a lot of feelings when I kind of see probably about a couple weeks out from the draft or so, if, uh, what movement has happened, um, along those lines. And, and you made a point a second ago that I didn't think about, um, regarding drafting a quarterback. I, I could foresee that being a circumstance, you know, late, late in the, you know, you know in the draft or maybe yeah. undrafted free agent, you know, because again, like I, I, I honestly thought that Brock Purdy was going to be like, just like a camp body, you know what I'm saying? So, and then he ended up sticking around and beating out Nate Sudfeld. So we are going to probably roll into training camp with like, when you went last year, what, what was it like four QBs or at least? Yeah, it was think, four. Yeah. So we're going to, there's, there's going to be about four. So they, they, they may, maybe that's what ends up happening. Maybe, you know, Maybe they do get someone late or undrafted, like like Nick Mullins was. I'm not saying like a Nick Mullins. Um, that ultimately, maybe they end up being quarterback three. Who knows? Maybe they don't even um, need to sign a, a rookie. I mean, I'm sorry, a vet. So, um, yeah, it'll be very interesting. interesting. But I think it's going to come into focus probably in the next few weeks here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think quarterback is one of those positions that you want to draft every year, no matter what. <laughs> um or you want to bring someone in every year, no matter what, um, kind of like running back, you know, especially when you go through them as, as often as Kyle Shanahan does as far as like injuries go. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> very true. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys are interested in any players in the combine, let me know in the comments and I'll be sure to keep an eye on those guys. I mean, I'm going to, you know, Bring my binoculars. I'm going to be looking at as many people as I can, uh, see who stands out, you know, see who tests well, and see who was in the 49ers range. Because honestly, a lot of these guys were going to be at the combine. It's like, oh, the 49ers don't even have a, a shot at getting this guy. Right, but then again, early. we never know. There are some positions when they're really deep, some of that talent does get pushed back. So I'll, I'll keep an eye on some That's of those true, guys too. who could potentially, you know, fall on the 49ers lap um and and we'll see what happens but yeah let me know if there's any guys from the combine you want me to focus on i'm i'll probably go live at some point when i'm out there so make sure you guys uh, are subscribed to the channel if you are not yet and uh i'm gonna have a um prospect on the channel tomorrow before i fly out so make sure you guys tune into that as well and uh yeah, make sure that you subscribe, sure you have notifications on so you know when I go live every time. Um, but I appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a good rest of your Monday evening, and I'll see you guys tomorrow for my next prospect interview. Peace.